A proposed new law in Saskatchewan could shake up relations between the provinces and the federal government. The Saskatchewan First Act, unveiled November 1st, seeks to assert provincial jurisdiction over resources and to protect the province from the costs of federal environmental policies. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Jeremy Symes, who covers politics for the Regina Leader Post, joins me to discuss why the government is bringing in this law now, what it hopes the act will accomplish, and whether the whole thing is constitutional. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Jeremy, in the throne speech late last month, the Saskatchewan government stated its intention to introduce what it's calling the Saskatchewan First Act to, quote, define and defend the province's jurisdiction. And as is typical with a throne speech, Premier Scott Moe didn't offer any more clarity about what that would mean. But before we get into some of the details... What did Mo say after the throne speech about why the government was going to be introducing something called the Saskatchewan First Act? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess to start, I'll take you back just a little bit before then. Um, so I guess for Premier Scott Mo, this has been an issue that really goes back to election night when he won here in 2020. And he said, you know, quote unquote, just watch me when asked how far he'll go to defend the province. And so since then, he has said Saskatchewan should be a nation in the nation. He's conducted these economic autonomy tours to figure out what he can do to assert jurisdiction. And so now we have this legislation. So to your question, before the throne speech, you know, he said they are introducing it because he feels the federal government's environmental policies are harming Saskatchewan's economy and its potential to, I guess, further develop the province's resources. So this is a time where Saskatchewan, like Alberta, I think, is having a bit of a resource boom. You know, potash prices and oil prices are high, and the government really wants to be able to get these products in the hands of everyone to the market. But I guess what Mo is saying is that Ottawa's policies are making it difficult to to do this, to get these products out there. And so with this legislation, they're hoping to maybe prevent Ottawa from, in a way, intruding, uh, defining its jurisdiction. Now, uh, I guess whether this will do anything is another question, but I'm sure we'll get into that a bit more. And at the same time, Premier Mo released a white paper on federal policies and the cost to Saskatchewan's economy. You know, what is the dollar value of what the Mo government feels the, the cost of Saskatchewan's economy is? Right, absolutely. So yes, he released this white paper back about a month ago. And I think the purpose of it was really to prove or at least provide some clout behind their argument as to why these federal climate policies are, are costing Saskatchewan and harming Saskatchewan. So the Ministry of Finance, they came up with a figure. It's $111 billion by the end of 2035 is how much they're saying federal environment policies are, are going to cost the province. So, you know, this includes the carbon tax. This includes, you know, switching to electric vehicles. This includes potential fertilizer mandates um, and a bunch of others. I, I believe there was about nine of them. Now, they're saying it's $111 billion. These numbers have been questioned. There's been a lot of economists, you know, who have really derided them and said, you know, it's not really going to cost this much money. You know, it doesn't include the carbon tax rebate that uh, we all get for paying the carbon tax. Uh, it also doesn't include maybe the savings to switching to an electrical vehicle. And it also maybe leaves out some of the, uh, they say, environmental costs uh, that come with climate change. So there's a bit of debate around these numbers. 
at the end of the day, Mo will say, well, the numbers are what they are and maybe they might be a little bit different than what I'm saying. But what people really care about is the economy and the jobs and we want those protected. So um, they, they do have a cost and this is what they're costing us and this is what we're going to do to at least define our jurisdiction and maybe prevent, you know, these policies from harming us further. And so that brings us to November 1st when Saskatchewan's Justice Minister Bronwyn Eyre introduced the legislation. So what does this act entail? So when I look at this act, I really look at it in three parts. So the first part is a bit of a declaration, I would say, and that's what have uh, constitutional experts have said. You know, it just it's just a declaration of Saskatchewan saying, you know, this is what we have a right to. We have a right to the resources. We have a right to the emissions and the regulation of those emissions from our resources. Um, and we also have the right uh, over fertilizer production and things like that. So it's just saying, you know, this is who Saskatchewan is uh, economically. And uh, we're just restating what we already have that is laid out in the Constitution, just a little bit more forcefully, I would say. The second part, which to me seems a little interesting and might have some more political ramifications is the province wants to amend its provincial constitution, but in doing so, it's also saying it's going to amend the federal constitution, quote unquote, unilaterally. Now, this amendment would state that Saskatchewan has autonomy over its exclusive jurisdiction and that it has this ability to control its resources and that these resources are critical for the well-being of the province. Now, whether Saskatchewan will be able to unilaterally amend it is a question many people have. Uh, they say Quebec has done this, and we should be able to do it too. Some constitutional experts say maybe Quebec didn't do that, um, but it's still very unclear. Now, the third part is also somewhat interesting, is they want to create this new Economic Impact Assessment Tribunal so this would be struck whenever the province feels like it needs to evaluate a federal climate policy. It'll be made up of an independent uh, group of panelists. They will look at the policy, they'll figure out what the costs are, and then they'll publicly provide a report um, on what those costs are and what those findings will be. Now, the, the key point here is the government saying we can use these judgments as a legal tool uh, should they ever face an injunction or face uh, a referral case. It's basically just using it up as legal backup if they do ever go to court again. So those are the three parts there. And I think those later two are the more interesting ones. I know you talked about before, like this notion of cost to Saskatchewan's economy of federal policies. Is that the main concern with current federal or, or proposed federal environmental legislation? Or, or is it that the legislation not just may have a cost, but may try and override provincial jurisdiction over resource development? I think it's both. Like, I think they do really honestly feel the federal government is intruding and that by doing this, it will give the province more clout should it ever have to legally challenge anything or face challenges from the federal government. But with that, it does come with the cost. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, the demand for resources right now from Saskatchewan, uh, from Alberta, from the West is, is really high because of the war in Ukraine. And, you know, we're, we're seeing a little resource boom and the province wants to be able to provide these resources to other countries. And it also wants to be able to do this more so into the future. It wants the world to look at Saskatchewan as a place that provides these sustainable resources. And 
it, it thinks that these federal climate policies are going to make it really challenging to do so and, and harm its potential in really boosting the, the economy. So I think they're really thinking long term in a way as well with this, that they just they want Saskatchewan to remain viable economically as well. We'll be right back. Now, you mentioned that this may be a legal tool for the Mo government, you know, uh, something to to use as ammunition if they if they have to go to court. Does this apply to Supreme Court rulings? Would would there be any question once the Supreme Court has ruled on a federal policy that would the government try and override that in some way? Or, or would they say, OK, the Supreme Court has ruled on this. We have to abide by this federal policy. Right. So short answer is no. You know, it's. If the Supreme Court rules that you know you have to enact, you have to follow the law. The province will follow that law. They they're saying you know it's important for us to, I guess, remain a part of Confederation and to follow the rule of law in Canada. I, I think they uh, see value in that, and you can see that in their political tone as well. Where it used to be a little bit harder on the federal government, it is softening a little bit uh, just because they want to be taken seriously. And so, yes, this will follow Supreme Court rulings. They do still feel they have solid ground to do this legislation. Um, but if things change, like I'll just briefly point out Bill C-69. So we know Alberta's top court kind of struck that down and it's going to go to the Supreme Court. So say the Supreme Court, you know, strikes that one down. I'm sure the province won't won't follow that one. What about the notion of constitutionality here? Is the Mo government worried that the courts will strike this act down, or are they pretty confident that that they're on solid legal footing here? They are confident. I spoke with some constitutional scholars about it, and you know, to them, it also looked like it, it would be constitutional in a way. That they had some questions, I guess, about unilaterally amending the the constitution, like they say Quebec has done. So there might be some push and pull there in terms of what Ottawa is going to do about that. But other than that, you know, they say, yeah, this is going to, this is going to go through. I guess it, it raises the political question for, for Ottawa and the prime minister, because he has previously said that Quebec can unilaterally amend the constitution. And so if, Saskatchewan gets pushback from the Prime Minister, then it raises the question about, well, will he push back against Quebec? And we all know there's political reasons for, for not doing that, really. So it's, it's kind of a wait-and-see game there if the federal government will do anything. One thing that I, that I was kind of struck by this is, you know, and as many listeners may be aware, provinces already have jurisdiction over the natural resources within their borders. So I was, I was curious, why does Saskatchewan need this new law or what will be different under the new law? Yeah, no, that's the thing. So the jurisdiction that's already laid out in the constitution doesn't change. It's just the declaration of, of what we already have in a way, I guess what will be different is, you know, the, the potential legal tool that this could be used as, um, like you said, that ammunition, I think that's where we might see um, some some more teeth to something like this. In a way, it's a hypothetical because they haven't used it yet. We don't know if they will or when, but I think that's really what this is all about, is using it as a legal tool in the future. 
And again, with that tribunal, using that as evidence as well, will give them some clout. So I think that's where this law is really going to matter most. Obviously, this has federal ramifications. Have the feds offered any comment on the legislation or does the Mo government expect that the feds will weigh in publicly on this? I have not heard from the federal government yet. I reached out to the Privy Council yesterday to get their thoughts. I would gladly await their response just to see what they're going to say. But I haven't heard anything. And, you know, actually, I'm sure they want to see what the federal government will say. And what about reaction within Saskatchewan? What has been the reaction from opposition politicians or even, you know, the resource community, the the resource industry in Saskatchewan? I I imagine they may be very much in support of this legislation. It, It was kind of surprising. Like the reaction has been fairly muted in a way in terms of what the reaction is. I think initially here we were thinking there would be this huge reaction because there was all this buildup to this legislation, right? Where Mo was talking about nation within a nation, economic autonomy tours, um, to see how far the province would go. And so the reaction from the NDP, the opposition party here, they said it looks like, you know, a copy and paste. It, it looks like it doesn't necessarily change much. And if you compare that to what they said earlier this summer, they've kind of dialed down their rhetoric. You know, they used to call this stuff a distraction. And now they're saying, well, you know, we have to look into this a bit more, but we don't know if it changes much. Um, and then you've also seen that uh, political rhetoric dialed down from the minister as well against the federal government because they want to be taken seriously. Now for corporations, that's a good question. I still have to reach out and ask them about that. But I do know that a lot of uh, like the Chamber of Commerce, the Saskatchewan Chamber of Commerce here says it's important that Saskatchewan uh, develop its resources. They also say it's important uh, to address climate change at the same time. So there's a lot of businesses struggling right now with inflation and things like that. So any extra costs like a carbon tax are harmful, they say. So um, any opportunity, I think, for the province to maybe stand up in a way, they, they do appreciate. Um, yeah, and then I guess for the bigger corporations in this province, you know, they have plans already to kind of reduce emissions and that sort of thing. They obviously, like Nutrien, for example, has already started producing more potash because of the demand. And I know industry has said, you know, we need more, you know, things like pipelines to get things out. So any way to maybe make that happen, I'm sure they would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, and as you've mentioned, there are comparisons to be drawn between this act and recent actions uh, on the part of Quebec, where they're trying to exert their jurisdiction over particular issues. And then there's even the new Alberta Premier, Danielle Smith, has her own version of the Saskatchewan First Act, the Alberta Sovereignty Act, which will, you know, seek to give Alberta the ability to essentially ignore federal law that they've feel is not in Alberta's interest. What have officials in Saskatchewan said about either influence? You know, is there an influence from what's going on in Alberta right now to Saskatchewan policy? And and what has the, the Mo government said about Quebec in exerting its own influence over its jurisdiction? It's, it's good you mentioned that uh, because reporters did ask uh, Minister Ayer about that, you know, uh, how much influence has Premier Smith's Sovereignty Act proposal had on this? And she said, you know, this is Saskatchewan's alone. We've been working on this for months and they, or even longer, like they truly have. I know Premier Smith Sovereignty Act created a bit of a frenzy. And so, you know, it would make sense to kind of ask, well, how much influence did that have on this? But the province has been working on this for some time before I think Premier Smith has been working on her own. So we also kind of make the joke here in Saskatchewan that the province likes to follow Alberta a lot 
uh, on decisions, but this might be the first time where we might see Alberta follow Saskatchewan on something. I know some legal experts are kind of wondering if the Sovereignty Act might look like this one. So it'll be it'll be interesting to to see what happens over there. Um, in terms of Quebec, you know, the premiers maintain that Quebec has unilaterally uh, amended its constitution. Saskatchewan should be able to do the same. And really, what it comes down to for them is, you know, Quebec gets to do things. So why can't we do things? You know, why is it so hard for us to not want a fair deal in a way? A fair deal is important, and we should. We should be able to have that just like Quebec. And one last question. I, I am curious, you know, what the mood is like in Saskatchewan right now. I know in Alberta, around Danielle Smith, there's there's talk that the, the Sovereignty Act is playing to a base of support that may be, I guess, nationalist in some way or even soft separatist in, in another way, that there are people who have a, a beef with, if not just the Trudeau government, the federal government as a whole, is is the Mo government playing to a particular segment of their support with this Saskatchewan First Act? Is there that kind of anti-federal government sentiment kind of rumbling in, in particularly rural areas in Saskatchewan? Absolutely. I, I do think they are playing to that sentiment a little bit. I'll go back to the economic autonomy tours they had this summer. They were in rural constituencies mostly. The premier had... I don't know if the word, right word is hired, but they had a guy associated with the Maverick Party and the Wexit movement conduct these meetings along with one of his autonomy uh, MLAs. And so most of, the, most of these meetings were actually closed door to the public, but there were questions about separation that were brought up at these meetings. And the government here has said we're not, we're obviously not going that far. Mo has obviously said, had some issues with the federal government and what they're doing. So it does play to people's concerns about the federal government right now. I think there's a lot of people in Saskatchewan that don't like what Trudeau is doing, and um, they have the reasons for that. Now, even the NDP here also uh, understand they said that the federal government, there are some concerns with them, and they've heard people raise concerns about what the federal government is doing, and they've acknowledged that. Where they're different is, the NDP want to be at the table with the federal government to come up with policies uh, where they say Mo isn't doing that. Now, Mo will say he is, and they are trying. And so I guess this is a way to maybe give the base something to chew on in a way while they also work um, behind the scenes and potentially legally in the future to, to really fight for its jurisdiction. Definitely a fascinating discussion, an important one as well. Jeremy, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. 10.3 is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Jeremy Symes. More from him at leaderpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.